Hello, and welcome back to the Cool Girls Only Podcast. I'm Maddie. And I'm Jordan. And today's episode is a very important episode all about negotiating your salary, which Jordan, do you want to share your update since we recorded this? (laughs) So um, I did negotiate my salary and I did get a significant raise, but I am leaving my current company. Um, Yes, I'm leaving to go to a much larger company, which I think is going to be a good thing. And yeah, I'm really excited. I think by the time that, yeah, by the time this airs, I'll have started the new job. Yes, you will. Yes. Very Very exciting. I'm, I'm glad you still negotiated. Like we had a lot of good conversations in this episode just to kind of, I don't know. I think it's a scary conversation to have. So, so scary. Yeah. No, I'm glad I did it. It was a good experience. And I think like you said to me before I even decided to, to try to negotiate, like just do it. Like it's yeah. a good experience. It's the good first practice. time you do it isn't going to be good. Yeah. Just go for it. So you have it, you know? So I think we talked about some of our resources we used in the episode, but I guess we can get into our recs. Mine. I actually, I think we both mentioned in the episode. Yeah. So my <laughs> rec this week is to follow her first 100 K Um, you can follow her on Instagram. I think she's pretty big on TikTok too. I don't have a TikTok anymore, so I don't know, but I I follow her on Instagram on TikTok now. Yeah. I think that's kind of where she blew up. Okay. I didn't know that. I I see some of her, like some of the TikTok dance words come up when you clap your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So you can follow her on Instagram too. She's really helpful. Um, so in the episode, I mentioned that she had like a negotiating your salary, mm-hmm. I think like PDF or like, yeah, it's like it a downloadable a PDF. PDF that you can, mm-hmm. you can use for free. Yeah. So she's great, but she also, I mean, she's really focused on personal finance for women. So I think that's really her main thing. And I think it's just a great, she's a great resource. So I would recommend following her. She recommends a lot of things that kind of make me question if I'm doing things right. Like she, mm-hmm. the other day I saw one of her reels and it was, she was talking about like a high yield savings account. So I'm like, shit, I should probably get one of those. <laughs> Do you have one of those? I don't, I don't. Joe does. So I was like, damn, I need to do that. But she has just such great tips about like so many different topics regarding personal finances. So 10 out of 10 recommend. She's really funny yes. too. She, she also has a podcast. Have you listened? Yeah, to she does. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It, it's really um, good. so mine, I also mentioned the episode, you guys will hear more about it, but mine is a podcast episode from nine to five ish with the skim. So they had Gail King on as a guest and she talks about knowing your worth and the whole episode isn't necessarily about negotiating your salary, but there is like a 10 minute snippet in there. And this is a podcast that I listened to twice the morning that I negotiated my salary because like she has such great advice in there and she just like hypes you up with the shit that she's gone through and like her advice for younger women. So definitely listen in. I thought it was really good. I need to listen to it and I love Gail. So I need to listen. She has such a soothing voice. She does. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You listen to it twice before having the conversation. (laughs) You really do need to hype yourself up like sometimes. So that's, that's good advice. All right, guys. Well, those are our recs and we will get into our episode on negotiating your salary.
So today's episode is very important for everyone to hear. It is how to ask for a raise at work. And just to preface, I think asking for more money at work is so important. I mean, we have all of these finance check-in episodes on like how to be smart with your money and how to save more. But I think when it comes out to it, sometimes growing your income is like the key to growing your wealth. So I think negotiating your salary is something everyone should do, period, no matter what. But it's definitely a scary conversation to have. And I know you've had the conversation. I've had the conversation. Why do you think it's like so scary to have this conversation with your manager? Uh, I think it is so scary because we enter like underestimate ourselves so much. So I think to start with, you know, and it kind of goes with imposter syndrome, the episode we already had, but when you have any sort of lack of confidence in yourself, it's hard to say to someone, I deserve to make more money than I make right now. You know what I mean? And I think obviously we'll get into it and there are ways to do it well. And there are ways that people don't do it well. It's also awkward. Like it's just a weird conversation to have no matter how many times you've done it or how good you feel or how much you've prepared. Like it's going to be weird, you know, and everyone told me that going into it. So I think having that mindset helped me a little bit because it's like, you know what, this is going to be a little awkward, but that's okay. Like I'm going to keep it professional and I know what I'm going to say and what I need to ask for. Um, And if you do that, I think you're doing it well, but yeah, it, it is scary. And it's the first time you do it. At least my experience was just like, Oh my God, I was so nervous. I wasn't sleeping. I was breaking yeah. out so bad. I was so scared. Distressed. It yeah. It's, it's stressful. You're going into a conversation and usually the other person should be prepared for the conversation you're going to have. They should kind of know it's coming, but yeah, you're going into something saying you're not valuing me the way I think I should be valued. And this is what I need. And so like anytime you're doing that, it's like, holy shit, you gotta have some balls. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta put yourself out there. You do. I feel like it, it too will get easier with time. Like after the first time, like, I feel like I could have that conversation now, like easily because I've already had it with another manager. So like, I feel like once you like do it the first time, it gets a little easier, but yeah. I completely agree. I feel like I used to view work as like, I don't really want to ask for more. I don't want to make someone else uncomfortable or like make them think I'm ungrateful. (laughs) That's literally kind of what I used to think, but I think that's just kind of bullshit. And like, you have to be like your own advocate. And that's kind of what I learned. Like you're really the only person that's advocating for you. So no one's going to ask for more money for you, but you. So I think it's important to do it. And I, I don't know. I think it's really scary because I mean, one, they, you don't know how they're going to take it. Like, you don't know what Mm -hmm. your manager is going to say. And it's typically a really uncomfortable topic. Like we've talked about it before, like money just in general is an uncomfortable topic. And like, it's just something you're not typically discussing at work with your manager. Like it's not discussed. So it's hard to kind of bring up. It can go wrong so quick. Like Mm -hmm. I literally made Caleb role play with me, like scenarios that I thought the person I was asking for more money from, like what, how they would respond. And I went from like best case to worst case scenarios of what his response would be when I, when I said what I needed. 
And we literally went through those different scenarios together. And I mean, we're going to get into it in a second, but everything, all the bad things I thought would happen happened like they did. So like, you need to be prepared you for need it. To be prepared. No, yes. So you, true. you don't want to be in a situation where you have your first sentence ready to go or your statement of, you know, this is X, Y, Z, what I've done. And this is what I deserve or what I've valued at. And then they just get pissed off and respond negatively. Like I, I really do think you should be prepared for like any scenario. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, yes, be prepared. And like, I think all of these things we say about it being scary because it kind of is when you really think about it, the worst thing they can say is no, Mm -hmm. they're not going to fire you. And if they do what the fuck, (laughs) like that's not a reason to fire someone. Um, you're just advocating for yourself. So go for it. So I think being prepared is key. So let's get into like how we negotiated how, so you've negotiated your salary recently. How did the conversation go? It did not go well. Um, (laughs) I think everyone told me that it wasn't going to go well because your first time never goes well. Um, I've heard that from a lot of different people. Like the first time you ask for more money, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to really know how to phrase it right. Or, you know, there might be a response you weren't expecting. You just haven't done it before. So the first time's never going to be like, oh my God, you're so right, Maddie. Here's $10,000. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's not normal. So it's important to prep yourself for that. And I did. And I, I still <laughs> really felt like the conversation didn't go well. I thought the worst, I still do think the worst case scenario outside of someone saying no is someone taking it personally. And that's, that's what happened to me is I asked for a raise and the person I asked responded very personally and defensive. That's so, um, yeah. And, and it was unfortunate. Like it was an unfortunate conversation to have, especially like at my age, again, I've never done this before. So it was the first time I'm doing this and for it to not go well sucked, but I think like definitely learning lessons were don't stress out too much. I mean, it's important to have a little healthy amount of stress because that's what helped me prepare, you know, help me prepare for the conversation. And like I said, I went through all these different scenarios and I had Caleb play the person I was going to, you know, ask for more money and he would throw different things at me and I would have to respond to them. And I think it's so important to have your expectations set. And also there's this great, podcast. It's definitely going to be my rack for the week, but it's a nine to five ish with the skim episode with Gail King. And I listened to this episode the morning, the morning I was going to ask for more money. I went for a run in central park and I listened to this episode twice because it hyped me up so much. And it was such good advice. Like she talked about how, whenever you go into a conversation where you're negotiating your salary, you need to have the number you want and the number that you need to stay already set in your head. So it's like, whatever I want 60 grand, but I need 55 to stay. If they don't give me 55, I'm, I need to leave. I need to walk Mm -hmm. and find something else or start applying whatever that may be for you and your situation. But I thought that was such great advice because it made me beforehand think to myself, okay, what would I be really happy with? And what I think I deserve And what do I actually need from them to give me for me to consider staying here? 
Mm-hmm. And, and if you know that beforehand, there's no decision to make, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've already set it up for yourself. And so I listened to that before I asked and it hyped me up so much. So go listen to it. She also talks about how you should never have to argue or fight for a raise. So if it gets to a point where it gets very personal, or if you're getting a lot of like negative feedback all of a sudden, and, and you have to, you feel the need to fight for your you know, whether or not you are deserving of a raise, you need to shut down. Like it's not, it's not your place to pull up a PowerPoint presentation and fight for your survival at a company. Like that is not Mm -hmm. what this conversation should be like. And if it gets to a point where you feel like, oh man, like they're giving me a lot of negative feedback or they're taking it really personally, or they keep asking me what I've done to deserve it. Like if they don't know, like, are you kidding? Like I'll yeah. leave and then you'll see what I was doing. To right. Right. So the conversation gets that way. Don't entertain it. That's not professional. Like you're going to keep it professional. You're going to keep it tight. You know, your numbers, you've done your research. There's no need to feed into that. That and is then, so unprofessional. I know. Like, seriously. <laughs> Literally ridiculous. But the last like key takeaway from that, that I got was also know the value you bring to your company, not just the market pay. So a lot of us, and and I'm honestly a very good example of this because my market pay, if I looked it up, would be lower than the money I currently make at my company. And I don't think that's to say I'm overpaid. I think it's to say I bring a specific set of values to this company that they would pay me more for because of my specific experience. So if you think about the company you're at, don't just do the research on LinkedIn or Glassdoor or, you know, what should I be paid for this job title? Also consider how long have I been at this company? How much would it cost them to replace me? Um, When's the last time I was given a pay raise? Like what have I absorbed outside of my job responsibilities when I took this job? Like those are all things that you need to consider and put in your own court when you're having this conversation with yourself or if you're thinking about asking for more money so that you don't, you know, go in and undervalue yourself. Yeah, no, that's so true. Like knowing your value, like that, that's going to get you more money and like making sure your manager knows your value. If they don't like learn how to express that to them. So then they're like, Oh shit. Like they really are doing all of this or like they, I really can't have like have them leave my team. Mm -hmm. I need them. Well, and it sounds like silly, but one of the pieces of advice I got from someone in HR who I was talking to about asking for a raise recently, she said, literally take screenshots, take screenshots of the research you do on LinkedIn and on whatever class tour also like take screenshots of your performance reviews. If you've done better than average or exceeded expectations in your performance reviews, take screenshots, know what you've accomplished and be able to back it up in that first statement where you, you know, you say I've done this and this and this because of these situations and the current, you know, market factors, this is what I should be making. Mm-hmm. And like have that information readily available, not that you should use it as like ammunition, but more so for your own like consciousness to like yeah. realize so you know. like, I do deserve this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, that's great. You definitely prepared a lot more than I did. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I just yeah, didn't tell prepare us that it. much. So I have negotiated 
my salary at my job. And then I also negotiated my salary when I got my new job. So the first time obviously was not as easy. Um, I just, it was awkward and like, it always is, I feel like, but it was very awkward. I was negotiating because I truly did not feel like I was being paid enough for the amount of work I was doing and just the stress I was under in general. And I was just very unhappy. So I was like, at least if I can get more money, it might be a little better, but like, I was still planning on leaving anyways. I just wanted to see if they would see if they would. So I had nothing to lose. (laughs) That's pretty much why I did it. But yeah, my, my manager at the time, basically I, you know, had my spiel. I was ready to go. I asked for a number, like that's what I wanted. And my manager after that basically kind of level set my expectations and just kind of said, like, basically you're not going to get it. Uh, she was like, I've asked for so many of my, you know, team members for more money. And like, I've never gotten it for them. And I'm like, okay, like, why would I want to work at a company that doesn't like value their employees or listen to them, or at least give them something like, you don't need to give me the whole thing, but if you could give me like anything. So I thought that was a little weird in the conversation, her just straight up saying like, you're probably not going to get anything just so you know. So that was like annoying. I definitely left it a little defeated, but I didn't go in with super high expectations, but it's just interesting to me that companies just tend to make the same mistake over and over again, by not giving their employees what they ask for and then have super high turnover rates. Like it's just absurd to me. And then you wonder why people are leaving or they'll give, you have to get a new job and a new offer. And then you say to your company, I got this new job and this offer is paying me $15,000 more. Oh yeah. I'm leaving. And then they'll say, okay, we'll give you 16. And you're sitting there thinking, well, why are did you I have kidding to go? me? Yeah. Why did I have to literally jump through seven hoops and get another company to pay me more for you to realize you need to pay me more? Exactly. It's crazy. It's just, it's a game. It's so annoying. So that was kind of how that conversation went, which was frustrating. Didn't end up getting anything. And I was like, I kind of left that conversation like, okay. I didn't really have a plan. And I feel like when you go into it, you need to have like, you need to know exactly what to say when they don't give you what you want, because I wanted to leave it more like, I don't, I don't know, kind of giving them an ultimatum. Like if you don't give me something I'm leaving, but I kind of, I don't think yeah. I have the balls to do that. I literally did. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're supposed to say, if they say no, we can't do that. Or we can give you like whatever, a couple grand. And you're asking for more than that. What people have said to me to say is, You're supposed to then say, okay, thank you for your time and consideration. I appreciate you having this conversation with me, but I have to think about my future and where I need Mm. to be. Like everyone always does like the, I need to do some thinking. I need to do some thinking. It's, it's supposed to be like dot, dot, dot. Yes. It's It's not a threat. It's just saying like, okay, that's not what I wanted. Yes. Like subtle, subtle blackmail. I don't even (laughs) subtle blackmail. I don't even remember how I left the conversation. I mean, I was just like mad, just discouraged. Yeah. Just discouraged. Yeah. Like I just didn't really know where to go from there. Um, so I ended up getting a job. I was going to say you left there. Yes. I left. (laughs) I ended up getting a job not too long after that conversation. So my manager, like when I, when I called her to put in my two weeks, she was like, I can't say that I'm like not surprised. 
I'm like, that's so stupid. Like, you know that I wanted more money and you didn't give me literally anything. And I was like the third person within like two months to Mm -hmm. leave. I mean, it was, yeah, the turnover is absurd. So it's just crazy to me that, you know, companies don't value employees that have stayed with them, but it's life. I think that's a lot of companies like truly. So I think it's worth having the conversation, even if it doesn't go right, because Mm -hmm. I found a new job. So I was able to increase my salary that way. So when I got my new job, it was amazing because they actually gave me exactly what I asked for. Like I asked for a number, they gave it to me, like no hesitation, no negotiation. And I was like, wow, that was a little too easy. So Joe was kind of like, you should ask for more. And I was like, I, I don't think I should, because I asked for this and they gave it to me. So I don't want to seem ungrateful. Then I asked for more. (laughs) He convinced me and it was a great decision because there was literally no negotiation after that either. I asked for more and they gave me that number too. I was like, damn, I should have asked for even more. Like I thought I was pushing Dang. it a little, but that's like- crazy. It's definitely risky though. Cause I have also seen people like literally I've, I've like interviewed people who gave a number. And then once we offered them the job, they said, actually, I need this. And then we have not offered them the job. <laughs> really? And I've heard oh, of, yes. Risky. I've heard of this from like a lot of people before where they're like, if you, Caleb and I were just talking about this the other day. He, he has a friend who did this. They tried to negotiate a higher pay once they were offered, but they had already given their range of the salary expectation. So they were given exactly what they had asked for. And then they asked for like, I think it was a lot more. It was more than the range. Yes. It was much more than the range they had provided. And then the the company was like, get out of here. Like, no, damn. (laughs) but it sounds like it paid off. So it paid off. And I think you really need to like, look at the fine print. So the only reason I did it was because, so I got my offer letter and I also didn't give a range. I just gave a straight number. Like, this is the number okay. I want. That's what I'm looking for in my next role. So I didn't give a range. So the reason that I asked for more is because when I got the offer letter, I noticed that the, um, like their review period was from July, their year, the Cody's yeah, year yeah, yeah, is yeah. really weird. So it starts in July and it ends in June. So their review period is for that year. So I, I started in, when did I start May? So I was like Mm -hmm. right before their review period and when they would get pay increases. So I, my reasoning was I'm going to be in this role for a year and a half because it, it says that they didn't get their raises until October. So I'm going to be in this role for a year and a half without the opportunity for a pay raise. So with that knowledge, I would like to increase my starting salary Mm -hmm. to X. So it worked out. Yeah. But if, yeah, if you get information like that and you read the offer letter and kind of understand something changes, yeah, yeah, it changed my mind. So I was like, okay, I definitely should have asked for more if I had known this. So it worked out, but yes, I agree. It can be risky. Like you can't just go crazy. Like if you ask for like 60 K and they give it to you and then you're like, oh wait, 80, 80. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, um, Um, bye. Like that's not, yeah. I only asked for like 5k more. So it was like not much. I probably Mm -hmm. could have asked for more, but I didn't want to push it, but yeah, yeah, it worked out. 
So those are my two negotiations. We'll see when my next one is. Hopefully it's better than yeah. my first. I feel like we have to do this episode in like another year and a half, two years and see where we're at. Yeah. A little check-in. What if we come back? We're like, okay, the worst did not happen. It gets worse. <laughs> like, it gets worse. Like, hang on. <laughs> it gets more awkward. Probably. Mm. Who knows? But at least we're having the conversations. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. What do you think stops people from having this conversation in the first place? I think I agree with what you said earlier. I think it's a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like, do I really deserve a raise? I could be doing more. Like maybe I don't deserve it. I think imposter syndrome plays a huge role. And I also think it's a very uncomfortable conversation. And also, if you have a rough relationship with your boss in the first place, Oof, it's just yeah. a hard conversation to approach, which yeah, that's is so true. And pity. I think a lot of us, yeah, I think a lot of people get into a rut at work and you're frustrated or you don't like the role or the work's piling up and we don't say anything. So then you just hit this breaking point of like, screw this. I need more money now, or I'm walking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so important to like give those signs ahead of time because then it's not news to your manager or your director, whoever, when you say, Hey, you know, I've, I've taken on a lot of extra work. I've taken on duties outside of my job description. I've done this for the company because the company has asked me to do this and I've excelled in these things due to this. I believe I'm deserving of whatever X amount more. So yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's, you are choosing to go into a super uncomfortable conversation, but it's so worth it. Yeah, <laughs> It is so worth it. And if you know, if you've looked at, you know, look on LinkedIn salary, this is a free thing that you can use. Look on Glassdoor, look up what other people around your same age and experience and education are making. And don't be afraid to ask, like, I don't know. Yeah. I was just going to say that, like, I wish paid transparency was just so easier to navigate because I like, I don't know what someone at my company is making that's in the same role as me. And like, I wish I did. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. Even, even at my old company, like I would talk about it with friends. And then I realized like one of my friends is making more than me. And I'm like, what the heck we started at the same time. (laughs) So just like understanding, like you, you can work your way up and you can, you know, understand what other people are making. So it gives you a better idea of like what you should be making or like what you could potentially make. Right. And it's not to say like, cause I know so many people, you know, specifically in older generations always think we're just like lazy, undeserving <laughs> millennial Gen Z bums. Um, <laughs> and anyways, what I was going to say is it's not that you need to know what other people are making. So you can go to your boss and say, Hey, Maddie makes five grand more than me. And we have the same degree and the same job. Yes. That's that's fucked up and that should not be happening to you, mm-hmm. but that's not the point. The point is what does my friend who works at a similar company, what is she making? What is my friend who might be in a different industry, but the same role making? Maybe I should go into a different industry. Maybe I should mm-hmm. explore the type of company she's at. Like, it's not to say, Hey, I need to be paid exactly what this other person at my company is paid. It's to educate yourself on the opportunities around you mm-hmm. and to make sure, you know, if you are in a shitty situation, ask for more. If they're not willing to give you more, 
go somewhere else. Like yeah, ask around, do your research, figure out where you need to be to be making the right amount. Yeah. Like even, so even when I was having that conversation with my manager, she, I mean, she got super open about like how she found out one time she was like ridiculously underpaid. Like she found out what one of her male counterparts salary was and they were in the same role. He might've been there even less time. And she found out what he was making. And she was like, Oh my God. Like I've never negotiated my salary. I'm like, it's so sad. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. You guys, this, I hope at least one of you is listening and is like, holy shit, I should look into this. Holy shit. Because on Monday, I'm going to talk to my manager and ask for more money. (laughs) Oh yes. But plan it out. Be smart. (laughs) Yes. Do your research over the weekend. You have time. Mm -hmm. So I know we talked about some, but what would you say are like some tips for having like a really effective conversation with your manager and like getting at least something or close to what you ask for? I think one piece of advice that I got was put yourself in their shoes. So like just for a minute, like think about being them. What do they know about your workload? What do they know about your goals? Whether or not you've hit them. Have you had a review lately? Like think about what they know before going into this conversation so that you can level set with yourself should I have a couple meetings with my manager? Should I ask for a review on my performance before I ask for a salary? So I have ammunition, like be smart about what they know going into this conversation. Because if you know that your manager, you and your manager just had a great yearly review, you exceeded your expectations, you hit all your marks that you needed to hit. You are going into that conversation with so much confidence. Like there is no reason in hell you should not be fucking walking in there ready to go. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I thought that was super helpful because it made me think like, and I did, I had a conversation before the salary review specifically to like set, set the stage, I guess. I don't know what else to like set the tone for, for the situation I'm in the workload that I have, like market compensation, turnover at the company, all these factors that go into how much you should be paid. So definitely think about it from their perspective for a little bit, just to get a feel for like, are they going to be shocked when I, when I ask (laughs) for more money? Because you don't want them to be shocked. Like you want them to say, okay, you, you probably deserve a raise. They're not going to say that on the call with you ever, you know, Mm -hmm. they're going to try and level set with you and they're going to say, Oh, I need to level set your expectations. They all say that shit, yep. you know, but don't take that as a no, that just means, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, what is, what range are you thinking? Is there a possibility for me to have a bonus structure? Like definitely think about it from their perspective so that you're not going into it, like guns a blazing, ready to go off and like, you know, ask for a ton of money. If you haven't even thought about it from their perspective. Yeah, no, that's a super good way to look at it. I think also, so I like what you said earlier too, about like taking screenshots of things and just like keeping track of your accomplishments, not necessarily to like give a PowerPoint presentation while you're negotiating, but just to have specific examples of like, we, I do this thing now that my manager kind of told me about, um, they call it a brag book. Basically you're just taking screenshots of like 
work that you're doing or like really cool, big projects that you're on and Mm -hmm. keeping those screenshots and like showing the progress of the projects. And that's like work, tangible work that you're doing that you can keep track of and like always have those in your back pocket, just like to reference, like those are like the big projects, the big impact, have some numbers behind it. I think, you know, that, that can definitely add value to the conversation. I also think using leverage to your advantage is key. If you have like really large ownership in something that like some people might not know about, or like not many other people in the company know how to execute or manage, you could definitely show your value through that. Like you are valuable if you own something that not many other people are working on. So I think, think deeply about the work you're doing and what is extremely valuable and what could, you know, help benefit you in that conversation. Yeah. And I also think something that that podcast episode with Gil King, she talks about is don't say I'm asking for more money because I've been here for two years. Like Mm -hmm. you, yes, you could use that as a little bit of a side piece and why the conversation is happening, but you shouldn't be saying I need more money because I've been here for 14 months now. Like it should be a value-based conversation about what you bring to the table and what you need to continue doing your job effectively and stay at the company. Like, yeah. And be, you know what I mean? Like, and be invested in what you're doing. And there's no shame in this. Like, I love Gail King. I literally was obsessed with it. It definitely made my conversation better. Like, no joke. Did it? Wait, what's it the really podcast? Did. Um, what podcast is that you said nine to five? It's called nine to five-ish with the skim. Oh, so the they skim. have like yeah, they have several podcasts. This one is about like career, work-life balance, promotional stuff. Um and she talks about knowing your worth. Like the episode is about knowing how to value yourself. Oh, amazing. Well, that's like a good good. segue into our next topic, which is resources that we found helpful. (laughs) So did you use any other resources aside from that podcast? Yeah. So I used the, her first hundred thousand. Um, I'm totally blanking on her name. What is her name? Tori Dunlap. Yes. Oh shit. You yeah. Have that right. Here. I had that oh. as one of mine too. I didn't you use it, it but me. I sent it to you. Yeah. Yes. I was like, you I, need to use this. Yes. Maddie sent it to me. I fully, like I followed her. I downloaded this PDF that she has. I read through it. It was definitely helpful. And I think like for me, the numbers, like the salary that I was worth, the salary that I needed to stay, the research, me doing my job well and me knowing my value, like that's not hard for me. What was hard for me is how do I say it? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like everyone around you is like, do the research, do the research. And I'm sitting here like, well, shit, I did it. Like, I know, but like, I know how am numbers, I going to say it, <laughs> but what are the exact words that come I need out of script. my mouth? <laughs> I literally wrote it out. You guys, I yeah. fully wrote out. Like, so did I. I saw multiple like templates from people. I asked a bunch of people for advice. I asked for advice from people who knew my manager, who I was going to be having this conversation with. And even people who had done it before him or done it before with him, with my manager. Yes. So they would give me actual advice of like, this is what he might say. And this is like how you should respond. And, and I took all that advice, like obviously with a grain of salt, but like, ask around. I'm not saying, you know, 
ask other people who have like left your company or anything, but I don't know. Ask people you trust. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. Even just like family and friends who don't even know your work situation. Just say like, Hey, I'm about to ask for more money. Have you done this before? How did it go for you? What did you say? What went horribly? Like be prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that was my biggest resource. Like just asking people, like I said, I was the third person within like two months to leave my team. So I didn't really know exactly how my coworkers were feeling. I mean, I know I was feeling like shit. Like I knew I was not having a good time, but we didn't really talk about that. So when they left, they literally let it all out. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. So I kind of asked what they did because they also negotiated, didn't get what they asked for either, but like just asking for tips and like how to navigate the situation with our manager, because we all, you know, experienced it with her. So just tips on how to word it. Like, yes, that was the hardest for me was how do I actually word this conversation? And if the response is positive, negative, in between, how do I respond? You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. it's like, it's an awkward conversation. Like I already told you guys, for me, it didn't go well. It got very like personal and defensive and I felt uncomfortable at times. And literally the best advice is just like, stay professional, stay calm. Like, you know, your worth, you went in with the number you want and the number you need. So like the only thing you need to get out is the number you want. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's what you need to get out of your mouth, obviously with, you know, a couple of key points of what you've done and what you've brought to the team along with it. But again, like this conversation shouldn't be a big surprise, you know? No, exactly. Yeah. So actually, so one more resource I found was our favorite website, Elvest. Is it Elvest or Elvest? I thought it was Elevest. Okay. Elevest. I always say Elevest. I don't know why. Elevest has an entire (laughs) section on their blog dedicated to salary and negotiation. Some examples of blog posts they have are how to negotiate a job offer, how to increase your earnings and tips for your annual review conversation. So really good information. I mean, they just have amazing information always. I actually just saw um, so Tori Dunlap, the, her first hundred mm-hmm. K she has a podcast and she had Sally, the CEO of LFS I on just it. Listened to it. Yep. Did you? I haven't listened <laughs> yeah. to the whole thing. I started it earlier, but I'm like, I need to listen to this it's because good. I'm good. obsessed with her. Ooh. Yay. I need to listen. And that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to stay up to date on everything for the cool girls only podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at cool girls only podcast. And you can sign up for our monthly newsletter at coolgirlnews.com. All of our information is linked in the show notes. We would also love to hear any topics you're interested in or any guests that you think would be a good fit for the show. Feel free to send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time, cool girls.